My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker, Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Bluepants-Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. We've we've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. Welcome to episode 296. My name is Carl Carafel, and this week I am joined alongside Bobby Munson, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. This week's episode, we're going to discuss some Logan Paul, some Soraya, some Sasha Banks, some trademarks. We're going to discuss a little bit about an incident that happened in... Peoria at their civic center. And we're going to be talking some NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. First and foremost, Bobby, my friend, how the hell are you? Oh, I am doing fantastic. And it's great because, you know, with the time change that occurred, it made it a lot easier for me to be able to join you for an episode of Turnbuckle Talk. (laughs) Uh, so often just kind of ca- cop on in the chat, usually about halfway through when I get home from work. But hey, lately, it's working in our favor. Good, good. I am very happy about that. Chris Best coming in saying good evening, good evening to you as well, my friend. Again, Chris Best, if you have equipment and you have a way to uh, hop on to one of these shows, you are more than welcome. Just send me a message and we will definitely have you on for an episode of Turnbuckle Talk, my friend. And Bobby is even in there as well as he's on the screen here saying hello, everyone, and happy to be here on Turnbuckle Talk tonight. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We definitely are. I think the first thing we're going to start off with is uh, Logan Paul. So now we know that Logan Paul recently did have, uh, you know, a matchup for the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia, where he lost at the premium live event Crown Jewel. So now it is coming to light that Logan Paul has sent an email or a text message 
over to not Mama uh, Mama Melball, but uh, Triple H instead. Mel, good to see you in here. Thank you so much. Um, he sent in a text message over to Triple H, essentially saying, "I want to take on John Cena at WrestleMania." Whoa! Whoa! So, right? Right? Pretty big, considering he's already gone up against arguably the biggest star in the company today, maybe for the last several years, we could even say. And yes, arguably. Yes. Okay. But um, Logan Paul wants to take on John Cena. Now, I personally, okay, so Logan Paul definitely is a guy that that uh, can kind of work. He definitely is there. He's he's put in the time to do some training, especially with guys like Shawn Michaels, okay? No better training than getting trained by Shawn Michaels. But do we really want to see Logan Paul, and do we really want to see John Cena at WrestleMania taking, I'm going to say it, taking a spot away from people that are already there on the roster. Bobby, what do you think? Uh, I'm not opposed. Again, because WrestleMania tends to be one of those times where they do bring in some celebrity names and stuff like that. They're going Hollywood this year, so it wouldn't be outside the possibility of having a John Cena match in in general anyway. And Logan Paul brings a lot of eyes to the product. I know so does John Cena. you got two real, in a sense, outsiders at this point in time coming in for a WrestleMania match, but it might bring a lot more people into watching WrestleMania in general. Again, Logan Paul, he's he's very surprising in so many ways because he has picked up a lot of things very, very quickly. He's yes. been put into a very large main event-like spot and having a Universal Championship match, a main event match on a premium live event, mind you, in front of that many people. And he held his own. I mean, the you know, doesn't matter what side you're on when it comes to Logan Paul. I mean, he held his own in there. He looked good in there with Roman Reigns. The other thing is, too, and I know Chris Best mentioned it, is he going to be cleared in time for WrestleMania? And that is the big what if in this whole thing. I know there's been a lot of rumors about who Cena could be fighting. That could be one of them. But uh, I know Gunther was on the table as well, too. And I think I was a little bit more excited on that path than I was on the uh, Logan Paul one. I definitely was a little bit more excited for a Gunther as well against John Cena. That I would definitely not mind seeing. Um, so I think that like this is this is just a fantasy thing for Logan Paul right now. He he's gone on record saying that um, it's going to be on his birthday in 2023, and. He asked the WWE chief content officer, that's Triple H, to throw him a bone by booking him a match against Cena. Now, his words, he says, that's my dream. I mean, think about it, man. I've proven the model twice now. I've proven the model of headstrong, capable internet kid versus a goat, a top-tier industry leader, Floyd Mayweather, that worked generates 60 75 million dollars crown jewel became the number one most viewed international pay-per-view that wwe has ever had i've done it twice now and the reason is because when i'm paired with a legend a top tier industry leader the model works 
So those are those are Logan Paul's words right there. Uh, so maybe I think uh, he's he's thinking a little bit too highly of himself at this point. It's only been twice, and and flukes can happen twice. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I just uh, I don't I don't know about this just yet, right? So. <sighs> A bit of a shit talker, isn't he? He's he's quite good at it, in fact. Yeah, oh, he definitely is. Like, he he was doing an interview, and in the interview, this is where all of this comes from, right? He says, I texted Triple H right away. I said, do you want to break the internet again? Okay, again, coming back to that, uh, thinking, uh, you know, a little bit too big of himself here. Do you want to break the internet again? That's a dream matchup, dude, at WrestleMania in L.A. next year on my birthday. Triple H, throw me a bone, give me a birthday present, and let me take out John Cena. That'd be crazy. I mean, you you, you don't get it if you don't ask. I mean, that's just it. That's I mean, true. The fact that he's asking, he, he wants it. They, you know, I'm not saying it's an impossibility. Triple H understands business, and if he thinks that there is money to be had in John Cena versus Logan Paul. That, and he has them both cleared for that time spot. He's going to take it. We got a two two day WrestleMania that Triple H has to put together. The first one he's putting together, and you can guarantee right. as much as he wants to put his own flavor on it, there's going to still be some of that WWE stamped on there of having the celebrities and stuff like that that's worked so well for wrestlemania over the years because you can't completely get away from that that is what draws the casuals in and if he wants to keep some of them this time around he's got to give them some of what they're used to while reeling them in with some of the new flavor that he's bringing to the table i fully i fully understand where you're coming from there for me personally it's it's a matter of i don't want to really see the celebrity in the ring like bring in bring in a a top tier band Bring in a couple of top tier bands, right? And and allow them to play somebody down to the ring. That's going to draw some people in, right? Um, have them as different things. Have somebody as 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 a backstage interviewer. Go back to those those eighties WrestleManias where you had the celebrity in the back, and after the matchup, they come to they come through Gorilla, they go to the back, and then you've got this. Uh, celebrity interviewer standing there, right? So they're going to be shown throughout the entire evening. For me, that's the way that I would rather see it just because I want to see the actual talent get their spot at WrestleMania. That's, I don't know. So by that argument, I mean, we could have Joan Jett show up and play Ronda Rousey down to the ring at WrestleMania. We could, and I would pop hardcore for that. For Joan for, Jett, to, of for, for yes, yes, for Joan Jett, yes, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, not for Ronda Rousey at all. <laughs> so it's definitely going to be very interesting to see uh, as we make our way towards WrestleMania if this is actually going to happen. Uh, because again, like Chris says, is he even going to be cleared? We don't know right now if he's going to be cleared or not. And keep in mind, Cena hasn't even worked a match since SummerSlam of 2021. Now I know Cena's going to be able just to pick it up like that and be able to go. It's that Cena. We know that. But nobody's seen him since then. Are we going to get a situation where 
he's just going to be announced and then expect that people are going to buy tickets and show up because Cena's there? Or do we have to start bringing him in a little bit before so that people get re-familiarized with John Cena, especially those that may be new coming in? Yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to Cena, I, I think him personally, from what I've seen in the past, I can't see him wanting to come in for anything less than a few appearances leading up. I can't see Cena thinking lesser of the company to only show up the day of the WrestleMania for the big payout. I could see him wanting to come back, wanting to bask in meeting some of the new talent and stuff like that, seeing how things are going under Triple H as well, too. We know he lives, breathes, eats, sleeps, dies, WWE. And right. so he is not going to do this incorrectly. If he's going to make that comeback, if only for a one-off match, he's going to at least come back and give himself a little bit of TV time to build it up. I hope so. I hope so. Chris Best coming in saying, you know, if you think of it, we've always had a celebrity get physically involved in a matchup at Mania. That's very true. Yeah, in some way, shape, or fashion, we definitely have, even if it was just Pete Rose being, uh, you know, tombstoned by Kane. Some way or another, we've had celebrities get physically involved. Mike Tyson, and, guest referee, things like that, too. Right? Yeah. So it could be, it definitely could be a good thing. And it, like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see what comes of it and what happens and where things go going forward. Progression after injury is sometimes very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. But there is one name who has done this. And we're going to get to see this person very soon and see what has actually transpired and how this person is. And I am talking Soraya. Soraya. Whatever you want to call her, the former page from the WWE. So she actually spoke recently with Chris Van Vliet, uh, and she made it clear that she's excited to wrestle again, but she does know that there's going to be a lot of people watching the bout, and she's going to be uh, facing a lot of pressure to deliver, and that people are going to be watching for a number of different reasons. Some of those reasons are to see if she still can, some of those reasons as well are because of the injury that she had, everything she does is going to be scrutinized under a microscope, hard freaking core. So if you don't know, Soraya is getting back into the ring and she currently has been feuding with Britt Baker since she's arrived. And uh, soon uh, she's going to be having a match with Britt Baker on AEW television, not even television, uh, their, their pay-per-view, it's full, yeah. full gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I come back to, she has not wrestled since 2017. So what is this going to do for her as we welcome Basser in as well? Good evening to you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming by. So what do, what do you think? 2017 with a neck injury. Yes, she's going to be scrutinized and looked at very closely. What are you thinking on this? 
Uh, you know, again, it's it, you're not wrong. Uh, she will be scrutinized by a number of people. Other people are going to be like, like Chris is saying here, like Edge and Daniel, Bryan, like Brian Danielson. I mean, everybody was so just in love with the fact that they're back after all that time. They were less worried about scrutinizing them, scrutinizing them at least at first, anyway. <laughs> they like it was like a pass for the first little bit, but it didn't seem like they missed much of a beat. They got it. They understood right. it right away. And we would hope the same for Soraya, Paige, whatever she's going by. Uh, the only bad thing about this whole thing, and I hate to say it, and I don't know if anybody's going to pay attention, this buildup sucks. <laughs> like It really <laughs> is terrible. I mean, she is supposed to be the baby face, and she's getting nothing. Like, no sympathy, no, no nothing. And everything Brit's going back at her with, is supposed to be heel talk and is getting the pops from the fans. And it becomes very confusing, disjointed. Who are we supposed yeah. to cheer for? You right. would think you want to put all of your baby face marbles on Soraya because this is someone who's got that whole, you know, I haven't been able to do this since 2017. They should build off that. Not having her go out there saying, this is my house because guess what? It, it, it's not her house. It, it's more Britt Baker's house than it is Soraya's house right yeah. now. Yeah. So you're yeah. kind of going down an incorrect road, but I still need to watch it at the same time because I'm get I'm curious how Soraya turns out, what she does. I'm not going to scrutinize it again. I understand how bleeping hard professional wrestling is <laughs> and how much goes into putting it together, and how much you could probably forget a few steps along the way in a matter of what five six years since being in a ring like that. I mean, yeah, some things I'm sure will come back together. I'm sure you could attest to that, Carl. If you were to step in tomorrow, there might be a few things that, you know, come back eventually. But for the most part, I think things would click as soon as you stepped in there, right? Oh, yeah, it definitely would. Chris is right here as well. He says, the sad thing is the promo last Wednesday was fire and she got nothing from the crowd. Very, very true. She got nothing from the crowd and that that exactly is what Bobby was speaking to there. And it's it is. It's very sad that uh, that that's happening because she should be that huge baby face. It should be like 100%. The crowd should be losing their absolute shit when she is there. You know you know what I think would have done it for me? What would have put this entire thing into a full I give a shit about this? If Paige would have gone out there and said Britt Baker, I'm going to huff, I'm going to puff, and I'm going to blow your house down. <laughs> there you go. See that there that's more like it. It sounds fired up like I'm ready yeah. for this. I'm dying for it. Like she comes out and it's Oh, I love this industry. Well, I'm sorry, but who doesn't? Right. <laughs> well, you're there. <laughs> like, oh, I would assume that 99% of you working in that industry love that industry. So let's get over the whole, I love wrestling. I love this industry. Promo talk and get down to the nitty gritty. Like you're saying, I'm going to blow your house down, bitch. Like, it's, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm constantly. No, but, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I think there could be more fire on the side of Paige and less yeah. of those reactive remarks that Britt's really, really good at. Don't get me wrong. Britt is excellent at what she's doing. But the problem yes. is, is that in doing this, she's coming across the baby face. Soraya's coming across the heel in a sense. And you might have yourself a problem where you have no choice but to do a double yeah. flip this weekend. Right. And that, that sucks. That definitely even, okay. So even to your point as well, talking about pay or Soraya, um, this comes right from her interview that she did with Chris, with Chris Van Vliet. 
She says, I'm not even going to have it on my phone. She's talking about social media and and stuff like that. She's like, I'm not even going to have it on my phone because I all because I'm already too much in my head to the point where I just want to be good. I have to focus on making sure I keep myself and or make, keep myself safe. Make sure that Brit is safe and just the pressure of having a match. It's just wild to me. It's a beautiful story but it makes me nervous. And then she laughs afterwards. I get it. I get it. Right. And again, this is that whole like, Ooh, I'm so happy. I love this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. I definitely am excited to see Soraya come back and I want to see her uh, succeed. I definitely do because it has been a very long time and she, she worked her ass off to get to where she was within the WWE. And unfortunately the WWE continued to keep her up until the fall of 2022 on the books. So she really had no option available to her, but now she does. And I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah, and the best thing they could do on Saturday, again, I know so many wrestling fans nowadays want to see the flipping stuff and the high spots and all this kind of stuff, but you know the matches they really remember are the solid wrestling matches. As much as they believe that the high spots are what they remember, they only remember that high spot, and then the rest is forgotten. If they come out there and give you a solid wrestling match where it doesn't look like they're doing anything that could jeopardize Soraya's future going forward they give you quality in the like in the basics and stuff like that if they can perfect some basics and give you a story within that ring this weekend they could walk out of there stealing the whole damn show and that's yeah being said with a card that features a world title match that mjf's in yeah that's gonna be hard (laughs) it's gonna be that's gonna be something hard to talk anytime that mjf is in in a program it's going to be hard to top. Oh, damn straight. And that's why I'm saying, like, they, they, they could definitely give it a run for its money, but it, it's MJF, so I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about um, Sasha Banks, the former Sasha Banks, Mercedes oh, Vernado. <laughs> okay, so recently... There's a new company that kind of was created. It's called Soul NATO Incorporated. It was created in August of this year, and the trademark filings for this were actually handled by wrestling's gimmick attorney, uh, Michael Dawkins. So here is four things that have been filed for trademark. Now, before I give you these, uh, these names, this is what they're trademarked for. Jewelry. Jewelry and imitation jewelry, pins, different stuff like that. Decals, stickers, posters, uh, uh, trading cards, photo cards, photographs, postcards, um, coffee mugs, drinking glasses, water bottles, all sold empty, hats, legging, pants, shirts, socks, bandanas, sweatshirts, hoodies, Action figures, toys, accessories, entertainment services in the nature of live audio performances by an actor or musician. Entertainment services in the nature of live visual and audio performances. Um, 
in the nature of wrestling contests, wrestling exhibitions, uh, personal appearances by a professional wrestler, actor, and musician. The list goes on a whole bunch of different stuff about wrestling and, and globally. So now here are the four recent trademarks that were put in. Mercedes Monet, M-O-N-E, with a little, uh, like, or you know, something exponent at, at the end. Uh, so it's like money, but without the Y. Right, yes. There we go. <laughs> Monet Talks, Bank Monet, and Statement Maker. So yes, we've got to be talking about <laughs> Sasha Banks. No way. Right? So now these have been trademarked. Is this meaning that we at some point are going to be seeing Mercedes coming back to professional wrestling instead of just doing appearances in different places? And are you ready to see a um, Mercedes whatever coming back well um do i think she's coming back to wrestling probably in some capacity whether it's one-off appearances or whether she eventually comes back to the wwe it's never off the table but this is exactly what i expected from her from the moment i saw her i i, I hate to say it she never felt like somebody who wanted to be there to somebody who didn't care about being there wrestling was not her life like it is 98 to 99 percent of the people who participate in it and this right. is why i know i was i was in your chat last night with the raw watch along and i mentioned that of the four horse women sasha is my least favorite by a country mile and it is because of the attitude and knowing that she's just not there for wanting to be there in any way shape or form and it creates this bit of a disconnect from the whole thing she obviously wants to be in movies she wants to be in television right. i mean she made an appearance in the mandalorian now she's going to expand that she's going to go further with it good on her i mean if you want to be an entertainer yep. get into it good on you go do it have fun with it awesome if you can trademark yourself in those kind of ways and make something of it big thumbs up because it's all about getting out there and doing your thing and everything oh, I, yeah. I, I respect her for doing her thing there's no doubt there I don't. I honestly don't really care if she comes back to wrestling. I, I'm not that big of a fan enough to worry about it personally. I, I think that there's right. a lot more talent out there that want to do it and that can do it that can take that spot away from her. So now with this information, a lot of people have been speculating that this is going to be a return to the WWE. Unfortunately... I don't think that it's going to be any time soon because sticking with Mercedes right now, she has been announced for the Comic-Con Revolution 2023. So a lot of people have been speculating that uh, Sasha Banks, you know, the Women's Royal Rumble, that she's going to be back and everything's going to be all good again in the universe of the WWE because Sasha Banks is back. And it's looking as though we may not even get a Sasha Banks that comes back. And I don't think that it's going to be even for anything with the WWE. Just given that she is going to be at the Comic-Con Revolution next year. Unless, unless 
this is the way to be able to show the other talent within the WWE that yes, Triple H is open to allowing the staff to do these types of things on their own and not necessarily under the branch of the WWE, which is something that we really haven't seen too much of yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that actually starts to happen. So first, because of this now, do we really see Sasha Banks coming back to the WWE anytime soon? And then I want your opinion as well, Bobby, on Triple H maybe opening up that door, that floodgate, and allowing the talent to actually do things outside of without being underneath the umbrella. I'm glad you asked that because it actually plays into something I saw the other night, um, which I'll get to in a moment here. So perfect question. Um, Yes, I do think it's still possible. And I think it's possible for the Royal Rumble uh, myself. I think that she might have been smart enough to brand these things to – get all this stuff that she can use outside of WWE that they don't own that she can utilize. And also in terms of coming back, she can renegotiate a contract that says, Hey, I might come back, but I'm going to commit to this, to this, to this. If you don't like it, tough shit, tough. It's not happening. Um, She can go and say, I want to work a few spots for this company. I want to go and do this movie. I want to do this. I'll work these dates for you again. If they believe that she's enough of a draw and she seems to be, she does have a little celebrity status that goes along with it, so I'm not saying she's not a draw. They, she could do that, and she could pull it off. And where it might work now with Triple H in charge is you're starting to see it more and more. I mean, you're seeing it within wrestling. You see Carl Anderson come in. They've actually talked about the Bullet Club. They've talked about New Japan Pro Wrestling and his never-open-weight championship that he holds yeah, over there. Right. Uh, also, the other day, the wife and I are sitting down to watch Celebrity Wheel of Fortune of all things, and who goes on there but Xavier Woods, but not as Xavier Woods. He was under Austin Creed and explaining that he he portrays Xavier Woods in WWE professional wrestling. He was using his actual name of Austin Creed, though, during that time. Interesting. (laughs) So that, that could... Oh, my God. Could you imagine... Could you just freaking imagine right now the whirlwind of shit that would come from this? And and in the words of Vince McMahon, it would be such good shit <laughs> that we would be able to see these talents that we, you know, for, for, for a lot of us, we've grown up watching some of these people, right? Like if Shawn Michaels, you know, would have gone, yeah, Bret Hart did. Bret Hart did Lonesome Dove, yeah. right? And for me, seeing Bret Hart on my television screen made me immediately made me a fan of that television show just because of that. This could be absolutely amazing. Uh, and I got to ask how many people went and brought a Bret Hart version of the Simpsons action figure after he appeared on there, too. <laughs> right. You are nobody until you either make it on the Simpsons or you've done something with the Muppets. Or Weird Al Al has done a parody of you. (laughs) True. (laughs) Very, very true. Oh, shit. Which no one was spared in his movie, by the way. (laughs) I have yet to see it. I definitely am. I do have Prime, and I do have Roku, so I'm definitely going to be seeing it. It's just a matter of... uh... Definitely watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... 
Sasha Banks, Mercedes, she she took these trademarks and went and got them filed. Okay. So WWE has been doing some as well that we're gonna be talking about here. Um yeah, yeah, Chris Best with the with this comment here as well. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter showing up on G.I. Joe. Like what in the actual hell never never would i have thought i'm sitting there laying on the floor saturday morning with a big bowl of cheerios or whatever i'm eating sugar crisp probably or honeycombs honeycombs were great uh, and then watching saturday morning cartoons and then all of a sudden there's sergeant slaughter on gi joe yeah what like blows your freaking mind by the way, shout out to Sergeant Slaughter, who is probably one of the coolest guys still around today. Again, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, send him a copy of this video. He'll probably watch it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just reach out to him. He'll, he'll, he'll follow you online. He'll do all of it, man. He's, he's, a, he's cool. He's really awesome. I'm definitely going to be throwing some tags out. You, you should. Tag the Sarge. So... Can you can you open up like can you grab your phone and go yeah. to the Googles for me? Again. What were you looking for? I want you to type in O B A space F E M I Oba Femi F E A M F E M M I what, what besides besides okay so yes this is this is a new trademark that the wwe has besides seeing anything for that what are you seeing for oba femi i am seeing professional soccer player young man Obi, uh, michael oba femi <laughs> is what's coming up here irish soccer player playing currently for swansea city has had 19 matches three goals and one assist so add to the end of that, mm-hmm. Oba Femi meaning. And I'm only asking this because I did the same thing. What did you find? The king loves me. <laughs> right? Get, anyway. Right? Yeah. And by the king meaning... Meaning who? Did, does, okay, okay. I've seen some stuff on there talking about talking about God, talking about Jesus, talking about the King. Um, I have no idea what the hell Oba Femi is. If anyone watching is doing the same and going to the Googles and can tell me what Oba Femi has to do with professional wrestling, please let me no because both of these trademarks and yes i'll give you the other one in just a moment here both of these trademarks are listed as covering categories of entertainment services so while everyone else is looking that up the other one that wwe has filed for and they filed for this on november 10th of 2022 is iron survivor challenge okay now that's intriguing Right, right. So we know what a Survivor Series is, right? 
We know what a challenge within the company is. We know what the word iron means within the wrestling industry. And for those of you who are not aware, iron or iron man usually speaks to a time of one hour. So do you think we're going to be having like a one hour survivor challenge where you have to go a full hour and I, I like, I don't know. I don't know how this would work. Yeah. I, I mean, they've used that term iron a little bit loosely over time too. And even like iron man or iron woman matches have become 30 minutes opposed to 60 minutes. True. Um, it, it, it makes me wonder, does that become the name of the new version of the King of the Ring? Do they bring the King of the Ring back or do they completely change what the King of the Ring is and give you a one night tournament? And that's it. The, the, the idea of the Iron is to go through all the opponents in one evening as opposed to just having a finals on the night of the premium live event. I, damn, I, I, I need to know now. I would definitely be OK with that, but I would rather it be the king of the ring <laughs> i would rather yeah, the king but, of the ring name but at the same time the queen of the ring apparently can't be used and queen's crown or whatever they chose it, that was not good <laughs> i mean at all so this would be a cooler name for the women if they had a knight too and that was True. their version of the king of the ring that i'm down for me too me too so anybody that is watching this in the replay afterwards, once again, Oba Femi, Google that shit for me and let me know what you think it means. It um, because, I mean, taking a look at the actual trademark here, Oba Femi uh, trademark reg registration is intended to cover the categories of entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibitions and performances by a professional wrestler and entertainer rendered and through broadcast media, including television and radio, internet, commercials online, uh, providing wrestling news and information via a global computer network. I'm okay. So now I'm wondering, is this something maybe more for uh, Saudi? Possibly. There is that possibility. Ah. Because it's even talking about um, organizing sports events in the field of wrestling for fan club members. Organizing social entertainment events for entertainment purposes for wrestling fan club members. Maybe, maybe, maybe Obafemi is a different meaning in a different language. That they're trying to, uh, you know, North Americanize. That uh, is going to be for not even North America. Yeah. Because we do know that they are looking at a generalized um, NXT. Right? Like an NXT Europe type of situation going on. So is it maybe something having to do with NXT Europe? interesting they, they could be yeah they could be on to something ahead of the game and stuff like that too it's very very possible that they're just they're preparing themselves for what's to come and that could be on the horizon preparing for nxt europe uh preparing for generally what seems to be like a global 
you know, experience for WWE, its fan base, for the wrestlers themselves. It seems like this is going to reach new levels, or at least in yeah. the vision that Triple H has, it's going to reach new levels. And that's why these trademarks, before we read these trademarks, we're like, oh, it was going to be sanctioned with that garbage name or something like that. And now we're seeing these, we're like, whoa, hold on here. That That's kind of cool. What, what you got going on there, Trips? Like, let us in. Right? Ha <laughs> ha. We're going to take some commercial breaks here. While we're in the commercial break, I want you all to stick around. We only have two more topics to really go through here. And uh, I want you to take a look at these sponsors for us as well. Continue to look up Oba Femi for me. And again, if you are watching this on the replay, leave the comments down below and let me know what you think of this Oba Femi. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand, a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling, two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns, and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And as we come back from the break, I thank you for sticking around and sticking with us. And I do want that Bobby Munson takes this next one. He didn't even know I was going to throw this one over to him, but I want him to talk to all of you about Rogue Energy. 
All right. Well, I can do that. Uh, I think I've known them a little bit. Uh, Rogue Energy, as you'll see down below, you can check them out. Also on the ticker, as you'll see, coming across your screen, you scan that QR code as well, too. It's going to take you over to our friends at Rogue Energy. They are an affiliate of ours, and you can use the promo code OLE Pods for a 10% discount off your purchase. What do they offer? Let me tell you what they offer. They offer you an alternative, a better alternative to the average everyday energy drinks that you find in the store. So if you're thinking about getting in shape, getting healthier, thinking about your body as you get a little older, but you still want to have that energy that pumps you up, you want to be able to do some streaming, do some gaming, have a good old night, and you don't want to be falling asleep at 8 o'clock on the couch, well, our friends at Rogue Energy can help with their zero-calorie, low-sugar, vegan-friendly alternatives you can find it in powder form and now also they have canned versions of their delicious drinks as well too so head on over to our friends at rogue energy and you can use that promo code ole pod smash it in there 10 percent off your order awesome product thank you very much bobby for that i'm gonna leave that ticker down at the bottom there for you all so that you have that promo code for the rest of the show the qr code is right there over in the bottom corner make sure that you go and check that out and a big thank you to our non-sponsored friends over at dr pepper as well i've been making a little bit of headway with dr pepper canada so let's hope that maybe something soon can happen i will continue to plug their shit because this is the only soft drink that i drink yeah well uh, you know i mean if if they don't come through for you i do hear the rogue actually have like a, a black cherry kind of a uh, energy drink that might, that might get into that uh borderline dr pepper it might not quite be dr pepper but you know if you look for an alternative only saying if they don't come through for you but if they do hey dr pepper all the way <laughs> so there was a recent incident we're talking about drinks right now talking about rogue energy drinks talking about dr pepper so alcohol is another drink it's a big drink it's 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 a big thing that happens at a lot of different live events that happen for concerts and football games basketball hockey all the different sporting events including professional wrestling now it's all fine and well for you to have yourself an adult beverage have yourself a uh, brown pop if you want it doesn't matter but maybe maybe you shouldn't be throwing that shit at people especially the talent that is there to give you a good time and some entertainment. Recently, this actually happened where a woman in the third row reportedly threw a beverage. Doesn't say necessarily that it's an alcoholic beverage, but I think it was because we'll get to that in just a minute. But a beverage was thrown at Scarlet Bordeaux. As a matchup was going on between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre at a house show on November the 12th, real life wife of Karrion Cross is Scarlett Bordeaux, who got this thrown all over her. Thankfully, security was quick to identify who it was and remove that party of people. Now, the 
Peoria Civic Center has responded to the incident, and this is their quote. They say, we are aware of the incident that took place at the WWE event on Saturday, November 12th. Fortunately, our Civic Center security team, along with the police, quickly identified the individuals responsible and escorted them out of the building for the remainder of the show. While we were disappointed in the actions of a couple, and the brief distraction they caused over 4,000 enthusiastic WWE fans were treated to a very entertaining event. And I'm sure that that uh, incident that happened probably added to the little bit of the entertainment, I would say. Have you ever done this, Bobby? Have you ever been so pissed off with a person or a character that you have thrown your drink at them? No, because you know how much a damn drink costs at one of these shows? I'm not throwing that. I, in fact, <laughs> I'm starting to spill towards the floor. I'm that guy rolling out of the floor to catch the last drop as it's heading there. Damn it. How can you afford to throw beer at somebody? Um, right. Yeah, it just blows my mind. There's always got to be one or two losers in every crowd. doesn't matter what show, what wrestling company. doesn't matter. <laughs> and WWE, AEW, there is always one or two idiots within that crowd that either say yeah. something that they shouldn't be saying. And I'm pretty open to a lot of things being said before it really irks me, but there are certain things you just don't say and you shouldn't be saying, and they still get set at wrestling shows often and right. stop that now. <laughs> and as for yeah. beer throwing, if you want to throw beers, don't throw it at the talent, Throw it at me or someone like me that's going to lap it all up and enjoy your $15 beer that you just wasted. Right. So Chris Best is coming in here saying that uh, apparently uh, I'm, I'm assuming that he did. Um, and he said it add or maybe it did for us something added to the entertainment. He said it added entertainment when that drunk dude jumped on JBL's limo at Sur or Su SummerSlam 2004. Yes, yes, which I okay, so SummerSlam 2004. I was there, Chris was there, my ex wife was there, um, even my youngest child was there. I mean, he was inside the ex wife's belly, but. He was there. So there was a matchup that was happening between JBL and The Undertaker. And halfway during that matchup, some douche nugget decided to jump over the rails and make his way onto the limo, which could have been disastrous. Because if you have seen that matchup, you know that The Undertaker actually chokeslammed JBL through the limo. Of course, it's going to be gimmicked. Right what? now, if this person had <laughs> fallen through the limo, yeah, it definitely it, was entertaining, though. And this is the problem. I mean, it's, it's okay to have a laugh at it when it's happened and nobody's got hurt, but where it comes into a risky position, and we've seen it even on the independent scene where people decide they want to be funny, they want to go get a picture taken because they jumped on top of the top rope or they've gone and done something, you're putting the company at a liability now because oh, if yeah. your drunk stupid ass goes and gets severely injured they're not going to blame it on said drunk stupid moron that when did said drunk stupid thing they're going to blame it on the company and the company is going to become liable and this is why many times even at the shows that we run here locally i see people get in there and i'm the first screaming at them 
I even our past show, <laughs> one dude got in there and it's his first time at a show and he leaps right on top of the ropes and he's standing there to get a picture taken. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. I understand the excitement, but if you have not stepped in the ring in any capacity to have some training or are under some sort of supervision, don't get in there because you can get severely hurt. It Even the most silly little thing that you think won't hurt you is going to hurt you. And it's going to be a really yeah. bad reflection of yourself and the company that you're doing this to. So the figurative stool is always there for you to pull up and join us. And you're joining us at a pretty good time because we're going to transition in a moment away from... Um, this incident that happened and we're going to be moving on to another incident that happened that has the entire uh, wrestling world buzzing right now. I do want to say that um, Scarlett was very uh, professional with her response. She actually took to uh, social media and said, as a classy woman from Chicago, I'm not surprised that something like this would happen in Peoria. P.S. To the granny who threw the drink, your booze was as cheap as your hairdo. Nice. Very, yeah. very nicely played. I mean, right? you couldn't handle it any better. And I, and I see like White Mountain say, clothesline the guy and they won't do it again. You could go yeah. down that level. I mean, the guy that I could have done that to that night, actually, uh, if I would have got the opportunity, I would have uh, thrown out a chest chop because I was serving those up in the parking lot that <laughs> night for people that wanted to find out. Because you always get those ones. I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. Okay, uh -huh. I'm not going to hold back on your ass if you got to know. And then when you do it, like, ooh, that hurts. Like, yeah, it hurts. Right? That's why right? we tell you to stay the hell out of the ring unless you want to learn how to do this properly. <laughs> it's even better when you start to rub the oh, hands yeah. oh, first and get, get it all it. warmed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris Best is absolutely correct here when he says, by the way, the crowd that night was, as Jerry Lawler said, bizarro world. It definitely was. If you have availability to, to check it out, please go and check out SummerSlam 2004. It was a fantastic event that happened in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Chest chops were my initiation. Aren't they always? Yeah. That's a given when it comes to taking a class. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite part about being done first class is because then you get to dish them out afterwards instead of taking Right. <laughs> right. Hello, Parrish. Thank you for coming Hi. in, stopping by. That guy along with the natural Astrid Pizarro. Oh, there it's a time. There we go. <laughs> Have themselves a show called Taking Over that will be happening on the OLE Podcast Network, our local establishment's Twitch page. Make sure you're going and checking that out. That's probably happening at about 1010 Eastern Standard Time, where they are going to be talking about the latest edition of NXT. So the big the big thing now the big thing that everyone is talking about and yes i'm gonna put this graphic back up here again just for a moment as i grab my cell phone because i had somebody leave me a pretty awesome comment to be honest on uh on the socials in regards to this whole situation happening so now billy corgan is the owner of the national wrestling alliance which means 
He's like the Vince McMahon. Everything goes through him. We just had Hard Times 3 happen. So first, first thing that I want to get out of the way is Billy Corgan has now gone on record and said that if you don't want to see stuff like this main event, don't watch the NWA. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. You have you have literally just told your fans, don't watch my product. Yes, as Chris Parrish says, it will also be on his Twitch page and Astrid's Twitch as well. Follow all of the Twitches and take your pick of where you want to go and watch it. So the main event of the Hard Times 3 saw the crowning of a new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion in the form of Tyrus. So Bobby's already laughing, which is great, because I want to turn this over to you and get your thoughts on Tyrus winning that championship. I couldn't stand it when he won the other championship over their TV title or whichever one it was. I couldn't stand it when Billy brought him into the NWA. I've been so forgiving and so behind everything Billy Corgan has done since purchasing the NWA, putting it out there, understanding that, you know, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And he's done a decent job most of the time. I mean, let's not say that he's he's perfect in what he's put together for the NWA, but this just no, 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 no. Nobody on this planet wants to see Tyrus as the champion, except for maybe Billy Corgan. And the fact that <laughs> this happened, that he was even in the world title picture, and you put it on a guy that is not going to draw you any fans. And then to add to the problem, you go and say to the remainder of you who are still holding in there, go F yourself, because if you don't like this, this is what I'm giving you, go away. Well, guess what? We will. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but we will. It's it's the same way, unfortunately, that he's handled his music business sometimes, too. And as much a fan as I am of the Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins, there's a lot of people who will criticize when they do something different from what they did on Melancholy or on said album. And then suddenly he's like, well, if you don't like it, don't listen. Well, guess what, Billy? That's why record sales haven't been rocking quite as hard as they were <laughs> back in the late 90s because right. it told them to piss off. And, like, and what do you expect? <sighs> I don't know what he's... You know what he's expecting? He's expecting uh, for the direction of the NWA in the next five to ten years to be the future with people like Tyrus. That's an actual quote. That's actually something that he has said. He was recently on the uh, stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. Uh, mm. <sighs> this guy, I tell you. Okay, this has turned people off so hard right now that I, I don't know if there's actually a good way to really recover from this. Um, this is another quote that he says, a lot of people in the wrestling community, I know it's a hotly debated topic. They like what's going on with the, I call it, the eight star Meltzer matches and all the stuff. And I like that stuff too. 
But if we're just talking business, just straight business, not fan stuff, I still believe in Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. And in this upcoming main event, Matt Cardona, who's recast himself on the independent scene as a star, as the star that he is, versus Tyrus, who's 6'8, 375 pounds, versus Trevor Murdoch, who's 6'3 and another 350 pounds. I want to see that match. You know, and here's the thing. I get where he's trying to come from and stuff like that, but it's not the right way. It's like, yeah, the eight-star Meltzer matches. I'm not always the big one behind those ones. I I believe in a Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar match. It's the kind of stuff I grew up on for the most part. Um, So I I get where he's coming from, but it's Tyrus. This is what he needs to realize. It has nothing to do with big guy wrestlers. It's Tyrus. You mentioned Trevor Murdoch is 6'3", however many pounds. Yes, but he's awesome. Matt Cardona couldn't stand him before, but since he's reinvented himself in the NWA, he has become awesome. Tyrus, never awesome in WWE, never awesome in TNA, not awesome in NWA, and he gets worse as the years go on. And the fact that him and Billy think that this is a good business decision makes them very, very delusional and disconnected from what fans are looking for. Yeah, you can't right. have the fan favorite be the champ all the time, but then you need a good heel. This is not good heel. This is not no. heel heat. This is go away heat. There's a big difference between that and true heel heat. MJF, that's heel heat. Tyrus, right. that's, we don't want to see you ever in any company in any capacity. Go away for good. Right. So Chris Best is saying that's as bad as what Dixie Carter said when she was being investigated by Congress. Yes. And then he also says as well, take Tyrus out and Murdoch versus Cardona would be interesting. I agree with that as well. Now, I do know that I've kind of maybe given off the image that the NWA is going to die. I really don't think that it's going to. um, Clickbait. Yeah, I'll say it was yeah, clickbait. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Gotta, gotta get those views up. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I put that out there, and uh, good brother Nick here decided to uh, to leave a comment, which I'm very thankful for. So Nick, if you're in here or you're seeing this, thank you so much for this comment. And I said I would love to use this on uh, the show tonight, and he said, go right ahead. So... He says, I don't think the NWA is dead or anywhere close to it. With Tyrus winning the title, everyone is talking about it. Good or bad, it's getting some major publicity here. Now, will that tune new viewers into watching? Maybe. Just to see who will beat him for the world title. I don't think... This is a David Arquette winning the world title level of booking. But I am curious now to see what they are planning. So I loved that take from good brother Nick. Thank you so much for that. Because it brings just a different element to this. Because I knew you and I were going to have the same opinion on this. This brings in a whole different element. So what do you you take on uh, Nick's comment there? I like where he's going with it, and again, he's not—he's not wrong. I mean, he's—he brings up a strong point that people are talking about it currently. Again, where the disconnect happens is the people that have been watching, which are the ones that drive the views right now, especially with low-level views. This isn't WWE where they can get away with it and afford to lose 
a few hundred thousand viewers for a short period of time while somebody chases a heel that people absolutely can't stand. This is the NWA that are kind of towing that line as it is. And the longer you leave a guy like Tyrus in that championship spot, the less people are going to tune in, especially if time after time, this is the guy that goes over each and every time. They might watch for a bit, but eventually they're going to be like, no, F this, I've lost interest. Because the problem is Tyrus is not good in the ring. You can have guys you dislike in professional wrestling, but as long as they're serviceable in the ring, you can get a quality match out of them, Mm -hmm. which makes it not so bad to tune into those match to watch them potentially lose. You don't get that with Tyrus. You've never got that with Tyrus. This guy might go down in history as one of my least favorite (laughs) professional wrestlers that has ever existed. Uh. I've been watching a fairly long damn time and seen some pretty garbage wrestlers, and I crap on a lot of people. But Tyrus, he, he tops my list of people, especially in the modern era. I've been watching since 1984. And you got me me (laughs) (laughs) So I want to finish off today's episode with the remaining statement that Billy Corgan has. Not the remaining, but the last piece that I want to talk about here. And it follows where he said, I want to see that matchup between the three-way, right? He says, and I like to say is if you don't want to see stuff like that, don't watch the NWA because that's what I'm going to give you more and more of that. And as we climb and as I'm able to kind of develop younger talent in the mold of the NWA, it will be the toughest, hardest hitting wrestling promotion in the world. I know there's I know there's that strong style in Japan, but to me that's a different psychology and it's hard to explain. I don't mean it disrespectfully. It's just a different psychology. So essentially he has said I don't mean to be disrespectful, but if you don't like it, don't watch it. And I don't give a shit because this is what I'm going to continue to give you. Yeah. Not disrespectfully, though. No, no, it's my it's my company, my toy. I get to play with it. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and oh. to that I say, you know, <laughs> I mean, I see where he's going. And for people like me, honestly, despite all my rage, I'm probably still going to watch the NWA. <laughs> despite uh, all your rage, are you still just ready to cage? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they could throw a cage around and I'm still not going to want to watch a Tyrus match. Right? Me either. Me either. Bobby, I thank you so much for joining me here on this edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Now is the time for you. You got the screen. It's all you. Plug away. Tell the people where you are and what they can see you doing. That's cool because now it looks like the Dr. Pepper can sitting on my table on the screen. That's awesome. Uh, but what can you see me doing? Uh, Thursday night, join myself and Papa Smokes for all your MLW coverage. We're going to be doing MLW Fusion this Thursday night. Remember, they've got the big National Openweight Championship match between Davey Richards and Alex Kane coming up. So that one's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, and then, of course, on Sunday, join myself, Chris Parrish, for busting out. That is going to be a great time there. 
uh, yeah, aside from those two shows, you can catch me occasionally hopping on to do different things, talking about music, movies. We got Beats and Beatdown Season 2 coming out very soon. And yeah, I do some video gaming over at my personal channel, twitch.tv forward slash video bro underscore Bobby Munson. There's a whole lot of letters there, but you'll find me there. I, I, I have some fun. I enjoy adult beverage. I curse a lot and my cat annoys the shit out of me. So. And that is perfectly fine. Kitty cats are always welcome on this stream. Uh, Bastard69, yeah, of course. Everybody wants a Dr. Pepper. Speaking of guys who got his chest chopped to the parking lot at a PPW show. Hi, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I appreciate everybody who came in to this stream today and left the comments again. As we do this and you guys comment, you guys are my co-hosts on this journey. And I am so thankful to have all of you here. I do have a quick little bit of news that thankfully, after my stream last night, Twitch has shown me that I have made affiliate status. And it's only because of you guys continuing on and pushing through and watching these different streams that I do. And I really appreciate it. There's going to be more information about the affiliate status coming out very soon. I do have a bunch of paperwork that I'm going to have to fill out for it. And I am more than happy to do so. Thank you, Bobby, once again for coming on and being with me here today. It is always a pleasure. Stick around, Bobby, because we're going to discuss something super quick as well before I let you go and I go grab something to eat after my long shift. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.